Enter New R Presents. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern, Episode 35, DM Tips, Volume 2. This episode was recorded live at twitch.tv slash lantern noir. Hey, good afternoon. It is Tuesday at 5 o'clock. That means we are together for happy hour. Uh, the day is over, and we're going to spend some time just enjoying a potent potable and talking about the dungeons and or dragons. My name is Rob, a.k.a. Lantern Noir, and I am joined by the amazing... Greybeard of Greybeard's Tavern. How has your week been, my friend? It's it's been a good gamey week. Uh, lots of uh, you know we had a we had a great grognard game. We are in our penultimate episode uh, for that. I mean, not that that one's a streamed game, but uh, yeah. So yeah, but that'll be uh, Saturday. That's the finale this coming Saturday for that book of the game. It's uh, we're playing Impulse Drive. Um, and let's see what else have we done uh we did monster noir we're halfway through that series it's gonna it's a 10 episode second season of that over on indoor adventures so that's all kinds of good and uh you know at some point we'll talk about what i picked up from the brick and mortar store today so uh yeah um all around a good week. Oh, and uh, me and the uh, eldest house elf, we had a great, a great overdramatic adventure with uh, Faye. She's she's helping the Faye, and um, you know I got to play them all. Very they, so basically, I went Shakespearean theater kids, like over the top, and that's how I every everything was. <gasps> we will be best friends, you know, and, and stuff. So I, we had a, we, she, I had her cracking up and giggling. And so we had, we had a good time with that. Um, but uh, speaking yeah, that of the, the oldest house, house elf, if I recall correctly, yeah. they had a Dungeons and Dragons club at school. Yeah. That was starting up. How did, how did that pan out? Do we have positive things to report? Yeah. So <laughs> they're still organizing because there's like, 30 or 40 kids this year last last year it was like eight kids and it was just enough to like break into two groups and then this year i guess it's like 30 or 40 kids so somebody must have been watching some critical role over the pandemic <laughs> they were not watching critical role they've been watching indoor adventurers and that's, lantern that's noir right. presents now come on right. that's right we they, don't, they could no, no shade to mr mercer <laughs> but but, 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 there's some quality entertainment in these circles, too. Come get the real deal. Um. Which would be Mercer, but, like, if he's not streaming tonight. Right, right. Was, yeah. it? was it Um, Austin Powers did that for their campaign? If you yeah. only see one movie this summer, see the Star Wars one. <laughs> yeah, but if you see two <laughs> Austin Powers, gold member, whatever it was. Yeah, that, yeah. That was... <laughs> which nice. i mean mad props i mean that's just that's <laughs> just owning it's, just, it's knowing your lane right is what exactly. that is that's is just knowing what your lane is and staying in it um <laughs> which i respect i i 
I love subversion of expectation too. So if you have that announcer with the, you know, the, the, if you're only going to see one movie this summer, you know, you know, the, the big swell of music and stuff, and then record scratch and, you know, yep. off the, off the pavement. And... Which is a sound effect. The kids know what it means, right. but not where it comes from. <laughs> Yeah, like they they know the record scratch means something has stopped suddenly, but they don't mm -hmm. have the reference point right. as to why that sound <laughs> means it has stopped suddenly, which is one of those like I feel a little bad because it's similar to the the keyboard on your phone it used to sound like an actual physical mm -hmm. keyboard mm -hmm. and or a typewriter, and now they're like now it's just boop 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 because they know we want to hear something. Mm -hmm. but we don't necessarily want to hear keys right um and again oh, yeah generation has no i even was talking about with my students i had a a student many 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 years ago had turned in a project on a floppy disk mm. and i don't even start the story with they turned it on a floppy disk i say they turned it in on a thumb drive well actually it was a floppy disk but think of it as a thumb drive yeah because floppy disk is just a, a what my 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 brother worked at a, a half the store was a movie a movie rental place and half the store was a tanning salon and the the uh, younger woman he worked with in the tanning salon he said well I'd have to fax that and she said what's a fax and, oh. and, and, and yeah it was you know we all feel a little bit older which yeah. was one of my proposed topics for this week was just mm. like let's just we've never done it we're this is episode 35 i think we're on now we've never just mm. sat and gone so here's what you notice as you get older as a dungeons <laughs> and dragons player like these are these are just things to start to prepare yourself for um but we have other topics um for me this weekend uh we wrapped up the the kickstarter mm. and um i want to say i was not expecting the response i got oh um it was way more supportive than I had expected. We hit every single stretch goal I put on the Kickstarter, we hit. Wow, nice. The only one, thank you. The only one we did not get to is the one that I never actually made a graphic for to post, which was the official, like, guaranteed we will do cosplay streams. Now, that said, the cast is already, like, ordering their cosplay. They're, they're already like getting it all together and they're starting to do this. We're having conversations about how to do gray, gray makeup because NLK is playing a half orc. Right. Um, which when we talk DM tips, will be a good one to talk about uh, how, how about the half races because there's a lot of interesting stuff to be had in that conversation. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's a DM tip. Maybe it's just an observation uh, for how time goes on. But I just, I wasn't expecting, what blew my mind, and this is, this is kind of like a, a little after action review on it all. Mm -hmm. I was expecting a lot of like Twitch subscribe cheer kind of support because on yeah. Twitch here we you know cheers are you know a penny a point penny a, a, a cheer bit penny mm -hmm. a bit and so when someone cheers three three hundred biddies that's it's a nice it's, mm -hmm. it's it's very kind and generous three dollar donation give or take mm -hmm. so I was expecting the Kickstarter to kind of follow the same model people would come in they'd say I'm doing a Kickstarter they'd throw five dollars at it and they go on. Yeah. Um, I sold all of my gold tier. All of my gold she tier backs got, got bought up. All of my episode sponsorships got bought up. All of my sil almost all of my silver tier got bought up. I had like 
three bronze tiers. Wow. Um, and I just, I wasn't ready for that. I didn't expect people to go. I, so what ended up happening is I had a, it was a very generous group. It was a smaller number of more generous backers as yeah. opposed to a large number of small backers, which kind of, right. it flips the script from Patreon because Patreon is built around yeah. the little bit every month. And this was more of a, let's just g give you a lot of money now. Which... They, they, they don't want to monkey with those microtransactions. They want to buy the whole game now. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a lot of ways, it really was very much that like, uh, yeah, it was all at once. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it reminds me too, we're going to have to, like, I'm already fleshing out the convergence. So it's probably going to run more than 10 sessions mm -hmm. because I don't want to in three months turn around and say, and there's another pledge drive going on. All right, um, right. But that one doesn't have to be as high because a lot of the things where we're buying uh, with the the funds are going to be have have permanency. Mm. You know, we're we're not going to necessarily need to redo everybody's character art. We're not going to need a new theme song. Um, I don't know if I'm take if I'm going to hire a cartographer or not. I keep musing on it because I don't I don't like making maps. Like I really don't like making maps. Um, well, there's a lot of them out there in the community. And so, yeah. you know, if, if if you're looking for someone, I can point you on a path or two. Well, and that gets down to so, our DM tips because I'm not sure. Right. I'm thinking about how I want to handle that that prepping. So I kind of want to riff with you a bit on Sweet. how I'm going to do that. We did not have Curse of Strahd this week mm. because uh, the gentleman who plays Dagon is still in the process of moving. So I had a, a freakishly successful game of XCOM 2. <laughs> where we were using chat members as the uh, operatives. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Um, and then we did session zero last week too, which was oh, real yeah. for the convergence. We got everyone together since there was only a week left in the Kickstarter. I said, Hey, let's, let's use this week to get everyone together on stream and brainstorm our characters. At least um, we didn't do any D and D beyond work. We didn't do any, um, any like firm, firm writing, but we just did a lot of kicking ideas around the, the, mm -hmm. the musician who's writing the theme song came on yeah, and, and kind of picked our brains with questions and stuff. So <laughs> she's going <laughs> off and writing this amazing, hopefully theme song. Mm -hmm. um, we did agree that Magnum PI is a good, like that's a good <laughs> theme song. I know um, you said that. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's the classic stuff. The thing that's really weird about that is when the, the couple times you've said that, I've heard the A-Team theme in my head. I've actually had to go and watch the Magnum P.I. one just to, to, to get it, you know, uh, to get a different rhythm in my skull. You know? A-Team is not bad. No. And that, no. that's coming, though, that was our, our go-to song and marching band that the trumpets <laughs> and trombones had figured out on their own. There were two pieces we played without permission. Right. If we got bored enough, we would routinely launch into the A-Team theme and the <laughs> Superman theme. Nice. And I loved, I, I thought the A-Team theme was some of the most fun to mm. belt out with the trumpets during this random downtimes because it's what everyone, right? Even kids of the 80s all know it. Right. Um, and it's a fun one. Uh, but no, so we the characters are, are up and going and we've done a lot of backstory talk already. And they're really embracing the whole uh, post-apocalyptic semi-modern but not narrative yeah um from a D, D point of view we have one firm request from the players to not have a lot of guns mm. which i like yeah um, 
because it, it I, I don't want a lot of guns either and it fits the right. way i've kind of fashioned the world um and i've got a few things i'm tweaking with them to get them in there so so that was my week it's been a and i'm working a lot yeah oh my gosh am i working yeah, so much I i'm creating so many papers can imagine i you know i had really hoped that uh the school and i'm coming from the parent parent mm -hmm. point of view that the school would still have everything be electronic there's papers flying left right and sideways and it would be so great if it was all bloop, you know all, all in a way that you could just you know here's the answers click you know multiple choice and and the machine grades papers not not you know. to get too deep into uh educational theory um <laughs> i'm actually having a fight with one of my classes because yeah. they're making by the way intern welcome aboard um they are fighting against everything being on chromebooks mm. they want a handout of a sheet to write their notes on mm. and they want a worksheet to write their work on hmm and they don't want write it on paper and match it back again because that's too much work. Hmm. And they're seniors, and it's it's mm. like and I'm I'm balancing the uh, professors are not going to to cuddle you this way, folks. <laughs> there you'll many of the professors might not even do things like do you know give you anything. They might walk in and start writing on the board. And woe be you who don't keep up with them. <laughs> so I'm really your kind papers of torn. Will be, your papers will be turned in in nothing but blue notebooks. Blue notebooks, you know. And then you're like, what's a blue notebook? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the good old blue books. I had yeah. a professor who used to have to collect them the week before a test. Yeah. He would collect them and then he would confirm they were acceptable and pass them back the day of the test so that you did not use your blue book to sneak in answers. So that was that was a lot of fun, let me tell you. Uh, so, okay, you've got some news to talk about. Let's you're itching, start talking. So I went to uh, my local brick and mortar. Yay. Uh, and uh, they, uh, you know, I, I love you guys. Love Josh and Josh. There's a couple of Joshes. And uh, I got my. Bum, bum, bum. Wild Beyond the Witchlight Alternative. Only available at stores. Cover. Um, I, I have not cracked it other than. Uh, big Josh, uh, tall Josh, I should say, cracked it open and made me look at one piece of art, which I hope isn't some kind of weird spoiler, but he's a frog knight. He's like, he's like, uh, the toad from the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. That so he's that frog, but <laughs> as a knight like full plate armor and everything and i'm always like oh my god this, ah. and now as we were discussing i'm i'm still on the fence whether i'm gonna play in it or not so i can't crack it open but i'm gonna crack it enough to uh to talk about it next week so here's here's my completely unsolicited advice on that front mm. do you think there's any chance you will run it run it yeah. no nope Oh, well then yeah, just stick I, it on your shelf. Yeah, I, I don't think I will run it not not for some time. 
There, there, there's no way there's, it would be cause I would run it with the grognards and I would have to go. There's like six other re modules that have come out that they would choose to play before they would play this. Got they, it. This would, this would be like, eh, do we have to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds a little new age. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, are there any actual dungeons or dragons in it? Yeah, I I, I love them dearly, and all, but I I really don't think that they're they're ready for for the custard pie fight and the the roller coaster rides and the the you can solve everything in this module without combat. Um, you know, which gets me into. Some of the D and D stuff I was musing on, as yeah. I was, because here's here was my genesis of thought that led to the I kind of want to riff on D and D and and DMing for for the week, right? Um, okay, so some background in uh, one of the Candlekeep adventures, you find yourself because I was thinking about running a Candlekeep adventure as a one shot on an upcoming Saturday, right? I thought, okay, this could be kind of fun. Uh, I'll okay, put the date out there. I'll start bringing in some people. I know a few people that have been really itching to get back to the table, and I'll see if I can make it work for them. And I said, okay. So I was thinking about this particular adventure, and it's one of those where everything is statted. So mm. there's a whole like cabal in this city going on, and you could, in theory, peel off individual members of the cabal and pick them off one at a time. <laughs> and and they're statted, and they're not horrible fights for second right. level but they're yeah. not trivial fights but the catch is if you don't do that you find yourself at some point later where if you choose violence you're choosing like an almost guaranteed party wipe mm. which then got me thinking how do you plan when you're running the game how do you plan out your combat do you do the i'm going to stat everybody and if you pick a fight with all of them at once yeah, the game's probably going to end with all of your characters dead. Or yeah. do you plan it all out with, okay, if the fight happens here, here's how this fight is an interesting fair fight, a balanced fight. If it happens yeah. here, here's how that fight is an interesting balanced fight. If it happens there, even though the number of NPCs might, because that's what I'm thinking is, do I change? Well, what do you think? All right. Let's kick so, it to you first. So... Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I am a proponent of the wave theory. Like if a fight is too easy, the, the bugbear guards from the next room will jump in, you know, like if it's round three and they, they've just done the long rest and they decide to, you know, alpha strike, <laughs> you know call in orbital bombardment and you know just just shred the enemies i will i will a lot of times uh, like i said i i uh, uh, a proponent of the wave theory where i'll be like okay yeah like four bugbears come in from from the guard room down the hall or um if a fight is going too badly um i i will pull some punches in the way that uh i will I will either get it to a point where the bad guy can retreat for 
X reason, if I can't come up with something logical, like, oh, this is his lair and stuff. Um, you know, I, I always try to, I try not to fudge dice, but I try to keep the story going. So it, it is a crazy balance and location, location, location. I will, I will like, okay. Uh, like in your example, I would either make something happen like, you know, the building collapses or something happens to cut the, cut the combat in two, you know, Oh, the, the ground quakes and a chasm opens. Do you wish to jump the chasm and fight them all alone? You know, the fighter or whatever. Oh, I got 17 strength. I can jump this chasm, but nobody else is going to be able to get across this chasm. Do you want to do that alone? Or I'll give them options. Like, um, like I've said before, a lot of times, I will uh, either be someone with intelligence or someone with wisdom. I'll either send them a note or I will say, um, you know, uh, Dante, you know, you cannot win this fight, yes. you know, and then leave it to them mm. to role play it out. Like, come on, you know, uh, wrestle and we, we can't, their magic is too strong at this time, you know, and, and give them the opportunity. Um, to role play it and and get themselves extra uh, extra uh, extricated, extradition. yeah, uh, get get their butts out of the fire. Um, Expedious retreat, Expedious retreat. Exactly. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Um, I I like to use that spell actually in reverse and call it Expeditious Charge. Um, so <laughs> when your wizard wants to get somewhere fast, well, I never. You know, I honestly. <laughs> Like, I don't think I've ever slotted that spell for anything because I'm uh, like, if things are going downhill, I don't need a, I don't need extra movement mm. and B I'm probably spending those spell slots on something more like life saving <laughs> than run blasty or shieldy. Um, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I like to use it on the, uh, on forward momentum sometimes, uh, but I, I play pretty non-traditional characters, so uh, you know that works. That, that works. Um, yeah, so I would uh, I would probably either mod the terrain, excuse me, mod the terrain, or mod the uh, the mobs, where you know the the leader goes, go and get the bugbears, and so like half of the <laughs> half the minions run to go get the bugbears, and you know. Or, the other half is like, okay, we'll keep fighting. And meanwhile, the party's like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. There's bugbears coming. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> yeah. Or the deep gong sounds as you see the cobalt slave strike the gong several times. You know, um, it could only be a bad thing. Um, or foreshadowing. Well, yeah. The the, the swirling. Ma- I, as a matter of fact, I remember one was the swirling mass of the pool begins to bubble. And the, the party, this was one of the ones with the, the kids playing, and they're like, oh, wait, um, the pool in the middle becomes clear as if it's a gateway. Um, um, maybe we, huh? <laughs> you know, maybe we should get out of here. Maybe this is a, maybe this is a bad time to be here. This is just not, <laughs> not, not what we want to be doing right now. Do we, can we please? Yep. That makes sense. So you're more of the, 
stat it, keep it, and if the players look overwhelmed, do other environmental changes. Yeah. That's that's legit. I I was thinking on it. I really like having the whole encounter prepped. Hmm. So like I know in this moment this is a this should be a relatively fair fight going in. Mm-hmm. Um, which I keep thinking though sometimes creates those moments where it's like, hmm, this was a fair fight until they spent the you know forty five minutes tailing him back to the <laughs> gambling den where now it's not possibly a fair fight and I couldn't get them to to bite when it would have been a fair fight. Yeah. Um I also bumped into this last time we played Valley of Plenty. They they had a couple of combat encounters and they ran off into the ruins. They got through a combat encounter and they went, "Okay, we're going to take a long rest." <laughs> and I'm like, "There's one more room to get through." Right. No, go on. Like, no, you're not taking a long rest. Keep going. And I, but as a DM, I didn't feel right saying, no, no, you have to keep going. Right. You can't take a long rest here. And I really hate the, oh, the DM's nudging you away from a long rest and you took it anyways. Well, then I'll just interrupt your long rest. Cause that, that feels so dirty yeah. to do. Oh, um, yeah. Which, which is so funny to hear now because I mean, Hate to say it, but back in the day, it was you had you rolled for random encounters every so many X, every every hour, every yep. ten turns, every other turn in some crazy modules, you know. Yes. Like every ten every ten minutes I roll if I get a one, two, or three or whatever, then I roll on the wandering monster chart. And so it was just, you know, boing. <laughs> they just they appear out of the darkness carrying crawlers yeah you know, uh, well and that's so. well the good news is thank thanks to D beyond who is sadly mm. not a sponsor of our show i just went Ooh. and took the difficulty of the encounter and went mm. a few steps um and went okay so it was originally a hard encounter for a tired party now it's a slightly deadly encounter for a freshly rested one and I take some. Okay, let's 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 play a guessing game. They're second level. Mm-hmm. They've encountered a drider. Okay. The drider is constantly moving on her web, while she fights with her swords. Okay. So much that they have disadvantage on their attacks unless they can get her to trip up in her movements. Right. And then they get their full attack. You know, they, they can attack normally. If someone has done that before, she can get herself back up comfortably on the web. Mm. What monster did I reskin into a drider? Oh. Mm. That's a CR2. Okay. Because second level, I thought we'd start with the CR2 single monster. Was, did- it, was, was it just a wolf spider? No. Mm. The giant, yeah, I was thinking the giant wolf spider. Actually, it wasn't a spider of any kind. Oh. It was something else that has disadvantage. You get disadvantage when you're attacking it unless you can trip it up by hitting it once. And then until its next action, you can attack it normally. But somebody has to hit it Mm. to get it to lose it. Off the top of my head, I don't know. I took a displacer beast. (laughs) <laughs> ah, nice. I was like, that's that's how I roll with monsters. I very yeah. rarely 
run them. I, I really, really make up a monster stat. I just mm -hmm. like look for something with the right CR and then I just reskin it. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the fact that you, that you, <laughs> that you use the CR and then reskin it that way mm -hmm. where a lot of times I will look for something I want, like, uh, it, it, this, this past week I needed, I needed four dragonborn four uh, four uh, black dragon dragonborn. I needed stats for them, but there are no like stats for just halflings or, you know, just elves anymore. You have to find a scout or a thing or whatever. So I just took warriors I just took warriors and went, okay, these warrior stats are now the four, these four warriors are, you know, skinned in the black dragonborn and they all have lanterns and they're coming through the fey glade and thanks to D and D beyond uh, non-sponsored. Uh, <laughs> I, I just was able to bam, make an encounter, put four warriors in and start, start going, you know, um, the resources that are out there are just so 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 viable at this point like you're saying you know you want you want to write the encounter and you want to stat the encounter and you want to have it ready to go um and and that's awesome because you can and it's so much more important in a streamed game than a home game because True. the one thing you don't want in a streamed game is, all right, hold on a second. I'm going to build the encounter. Even if it's, you know, less than a minute to build the encounter, a minute in a streamed game is forever. Yeah, well, that's, I've, I've learned over the, the months, if I have to do a radical change of plan midstream, literally, mm -hmm. I will, I will multitask. I will try to get the players debating something. <laughs> I will. Um, sometimes I'll use the potty break. Emer I'll, I'll use the potty break if I have to, but mm -hmm. I'm not usually, I don't usually like going to the potty break as the, I need a minute to reconnoiter. Mm -hmm. um, I would much rather do stuff on the fly. Um, and thankfully what's nice is that what I use for my initiative tracker has a D and D beyond scraper attached to oh, it. Oh, that's right. So you can like with a touch of a button, it pulls all the stats out and drops them and the only thing that gets showed on stream is the picture and the mm. name of the critter. That's like all the flavor awesome. text, all the stats, those are all hidden. So mm. like I don't even need to go in and edit that stuff. I just have to remember, oh yeah, when the drider attacks, it's not the tentacle uh tentacle claw of the displacer beast, it's her mm. sword. But right. it's still about the same kind of damage. It's still kind of the same attack. Like, yep. it feels perfectly balanced. Uh, yeah. and, and I can get away with it. Um, but I think that's like as far as DM tips goes. And by the way, Adam, welcome aboard and don't feel sorry. Actually, I hate to say this. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, mm. we had a really good stream playing XCOM too. And I'm like remembering how much I like XCOM <laughs> and really missing the chance to get in there and play it. So, and, yeah. and, um, the, Valley Zeon, welcome aboard as well. We're talking about some DM tips. And the big one, um, I think we're, we've kind of segued out of the planning the encounters and in, right. into a little bit of um, creating the monsters you want. I'd say that my last yeah. thought on the encounter front, 
still is, I, I still struggle like crazy with uh, the everything is statted, good luck. Right. But that's like, I was even, while you were thinking, things like if you're in a city, you've got the town guard mm -hmm. are a great way to stop an encounter that, that you know the players can't win. Yep. Um, or I know there are some that would say, you just have to teach your players to learn when to run. And if you got to yeah. kill every last player, every last character, not player, don't kill the players. If you have to kill every <laughs> last character to teach them the better part of valor, so be it. Yeah. It doesn't fly these days. Yeah. You, you will, you will have people not come back to your table. That's, that's the thing. And, 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 and also too the, there's always the soft option of that, of, well, you were all down to zero hit points. You were, and, and I know people hate this, but you were captured or, yep. you know, or yeah, they were about to coup de gras you when the city guard approached, you know, the, the twirl of the cape and the, the bad guys ran off, leaving you barely alive. Um. I'm far more likely, especially if it's a city-based encounter, you're not captured. You're just all piled in a heap in an alley somewhere without your weapons or your armor or your money. <laughs> What's your plan? Tossed in the garbage. Oof. You know, it's, yep. at least you're not trying to break out of prison. Right. Right. Or yeah, or you're you're now in the Thieves Guild mega dungeon of the sewer and uh you know, you are their prisoners. Each of you will fight another one of you until there is but one left. You know, PUBG rules to get out of the out of the Thieves Guild. Uh we'll give uh, you your weapons back <laughs> after we are impressed with your skills. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, then that segues what we're saying into the idea of don't be afraid, and this is, I think, the biggest tip I've learned in the last year. Don't be afraid just to find stats you like and slap the graphic on it you want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not only do you wake up in the inn without any of your gear, you owe three days' pay for the rooms. Mm. Yep. Although, that said, you have to be careful with some groups, because I've had some groups, like, I know how they would turn to raise their money, and mm -hmm. that is not role-playing I want to do. <laughs> Like, there's a certain point where I'm like, okay, you, yeah, uh, um, mm, okay, I guess roll, I, I guess we're gonna need a charisma check and then we're gonna need a con save. Right. No, no. no. Okay, it sounds like you're off to the, the temple for a cure disease. Good, good luck with all of your uh, future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but those are good strategies if you, if they get over their heads um for monsters though like i keep thinking how often i've i've just looked and said well this this one will work and i'm just gonna drop it in there uh i've done that too with like i have a at present in curse of strahd there's yeah. a uh an assassin tracking the party mm. and i i don't remember where i found it i found it somewhere in in the database i went oh oh this is a, a a rogue and they're at this level and if i throw in a couple of supporting characters to help them in, yeah in particular to ensure there's somebody in melee so that they can hit their sneak attack button mm -hmm. and uh and that one was that one was deliciously fun like oh yeah all right you're gonna she's gonna hit you and okay so her 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 sword does a base eight damage well, I can take that now, since you're also engaged with the other guy, uh, we're going to roll the sneak attack damage. And yeah, and <laughs> said, said party member is currently in chat. He's like, did not like. 
<laughs> yeah. And that's 3d6, but they're a phantom rogue, so they invoke their necrotic <laughs> attack. And that's another. Um, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, and I keep, you know, Molly's been playing a rogue in the Kindle Keep group, and I keep, I've never really appreciated how much they beefed rogues for fifth edition. Mm hmm. And just, you know, that sneak attack damage can be nasty. Plus, I had, a, I had a game in Solasta where um, Ember, my mm -hmm. rogue, because I based them off the Candlekeep group, uh, at like eighth level, had a critical. Yeah. And it was like, it was a lot of dice <laughs> hit the table. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It was the, the I guess, starred in uh, Rime of the Frost Maiden over on Indoor Adventures channel there. And that's where I was a halfling, halfling phantom rogue. And I would pop up out of hiding and I used a sling. And it was like, you know, I kept joking. All right, I fire my Barrett 50 caliber sling uh, at them. Because it would be... Oh, it's a D4 plus five for my 20 decks plus 3D6 for, for a sneak attack plus the 2D6 or so for my necrotic damage for being such a level of the... Yeah, so it, it got rude fast. You know? Well, and we've got... Yeah, wake up in the lamp of death. You have one chance to escape. <laughs> yep. Yep. I also don't mind even evoking the, you know... You, you, you all wake up and you're on the, the bank of a river. You have to convince the, 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 the boatman to steer you back to the mortal realm. Have fun. Like, there you go. However you want to handle this. You can best him in combat. You can outsmart him. You can challenge him to something else. You could swim. <laughs> I mean, there's a, a, a good collection of options. The Yeah. Um, but those are all ways to, to kind of avoid that that way we're bumping into something a little bit of, you're not a bard you can't do that <laughs> settle down stay in your lane um and, and that does get into the one of the other challenges as dms i don't know if i, I think we've touched on this before on the the podcast mm. but it, it never it's never a bad topic to go back to which mm. is that moment when you now that's taking your life in your own hands we must pause for this oh i yeah, challenge sure. the boatman to a children's card game the, now see that i don't know well <laughs> knowing see, here's the problem with any kind of children's game they are usually 100 percent random because children's games are designed to teach kids skills like taking their turn mm -hmm. and 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 following a rule set yeah um, do you uno <laughs> but so like challenging sharon to a game of Candyland to determine your soul pretty much means you're going to shuffle a deck of color cards and that <laughs> deck of color cards will decide if you live or die. Right. Which right. might give you better odds than if you challenge them to like a game of chess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With your, you know, two wisdom and or your, or your eight wisdom and your six intelligence, you know, you know it, it may not be best to play chess. I took the soldier um, background. I expect to roll with advantage. I'm just uh, yeah. saying. Mm. Yu-Gi-Oh! Or the superior. 
magic. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. So here's how I see that scenario playing out. You take out your little red, white deck and, mm. and he takes out his little blue, black deck. And then the first <laughs> turn he drops three black lotuses and you go, what? I have all the finances in the world. Right. A lot of people pay me for transport and I don't spend it on much else. There's not much else to do here on the river sticks. Um, <laughs> hmm. Open a lot of packs at night. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, um, yeah, those, uh, again, the, uh, the way to get them on another path, or like we've said uh, before too, the, the fact that D and D is modular. And I know me and you have had a, good discussion on this before but okay they're supposed to meet whoever there's a fork in the road whichever fork they take they're gonna meet whoever you know <laughs> it kind of goes without saying and that's and that's i mean that, that's part of like the one of the narrative conceits i think in a lot of games and i feel like this is one of those weird things i've seen over the more of my old my younger years as a dm are the lamentations of a dungeon master who says well i really wanted to run this one game but they never went down the road to meet so-and-so. And according to the map, so-and-so mm -hmm. lived here and they kept going over there and, mm -hmm. and they were like hidebound that the NPC could never move. They had to go to that location sometimes because it was tied with other mm -hmm. things in the area. Yep. Um, and so that's like, I, I appreciate people who do their big, heavy campaign maps um, and I'm bumping into that with the convergence. I'm already like, okay, so Port Huron, Michigan, that's mm -hmm. completely been converged into this. Yeah. Detroit yeah, yeah. has been completely converged into this. Nobody goes near where Lansing was. Nobody mm. talks about Lansing. <laughs> like that's just a conceit. I'm not sure how hard I want to play that. Or if even at one point mm -hmm. I want to send the party to Lansing. Yeah. But we yeah, don't, yeah. we don't go to Lansing. Right. Well, but you need to go there. But no one goes to Lansing. Goes like no one knows what happened to Lansing. We <laughs> we believe there was a convergence event, but no one knows about it. Yeah. Because the funny thing about um, a pre-modern game, if mm -hmm. no one comes back to report on what's at a location, right? You don't know what's at the location. Like someone, and someone has to bring word back. The old maps here be monsters because <laughs> anyone who's gone there has not come back. <laughs> exactly. How do you handle a map of Eldritch geometry? Notes which notes of which doors go where under which circumstances? Probably. I, Honestly, go ahead. I, well, I was reading the one above it: halfling, diviner, wizard with the lucky feet, and gambler background. Yeah, yeah, play, oh, yeah. play, playing against uh, uh, the, the boatman. The boatman. Yeah. I would say for things like that, I'm a big fan of the doors go where they have to go for plot. Yeah, because um, I don't, I don't like getting trapped into my maps. Yep. Um, I would much prefer, like, I want to limit my maps, especially when the convergence starts up, and I really have to create all my own content for it again, which I haven't had to do in a while. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I have been gloriously lazy for the last six months between Curse of Strahd, which is more or less pre-written for me, Candlekeep, mm -hmm. which has been pre-written for me, and then I've been able to recycle some of my older stuff that I wrote back in, you know, back in late 2020. Yeah. Um, 
I haven't had to stop writing anything new in a while. <laughs> and and that's and and we've talked how I I sandbox. I I sandbox almost everything. I have if I make a map or I make notes about a place, it is a location. You know, it's it's not it's it's not part of the linear story. It's generally oh, you can go there. Or what I'll do with players is, um, so next time, here are your three choices of contracts or leads. Which one are you going after? And then, you know, again, with a streamed game, it's different. But in a, in a home game, you, 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 you can just give them the three choices. Are you going to search this? Are you going over here? Or are you going to go to, you know, the bar? And then they get to pick. And so the next time I can start thinking about what's going to happen when they go there. Um, for maps, a lot of times I, I on the fly will type in to Google, you know, uh, space bar. Boop. Uh, my favorite one, my favorite one so far was space whale name generator. And <laughs> there was a whale name generator, not space whale, but whale name generator online. And I was able to and uh, um, <laughs> randomly generate a name for a whale. Um, okay, can, I feel like there's some context missing. Could you, could you refresh <laughs> us as to why you needed to generate a whale name? Okay, so in my uh, in my homebrew. Um, basically like 40k type universe my sci-fi universe there is a a race of people who were basically descended from beluga whales and so they're really massive but like really friendly and they've got like psychic powers and stuff and um and so i needed i need whale names you know because i i want to keep that kind of theme and so so again typed in whale name generator i was able to name you know generate whale names for the for the beluga whale people that they ran into shamoon <laughs> yeah see <laughs> you've got it you should have been there in the game um if that hey whatever whatever floats your boat um yeah i know for me i need i'm going to need to plan a little bit ahead of that because i i, I part of the kickstarter had uh quality battle maps so right. I'm gonna have to start making some maps of possible locations. The good news is I don't have to lock all the locations in, so I can mm -hmm. have a um, some kind of bar. I can have a couple of different bars on standby. I can have a couple oh. of different campsites on standby. I can have a couple of classic trails on standby. Temple, uh, depending on what you yep. know, you're gonna run into a church or a temple or or somewhere sacred. Um, yeah, and that's the kind of thing I can. That's when I can go over to Fiverr and mm. throw it out there and in a couple of days, hopefully get all the maps I need. Um, yeah. Those guys have really good turnaround. Custom character art is a lot harder to get quickly. Right. Um, I have a, a bit of a frustration. I'm hoping mm. it works out, but I, there was a, an artist. I, I, I like their work. I like mm. their price point. I said, I need six characters. And they went, oh man, six characters. That's a, it's going to take me six weeks. And my next thought was, well, I could have had all of my players come to you. And if they had all submitted their characters, you probably wouldn't be quoting all of us six weeks. You'd probably say, 
I'm currently all backlogged. Can I do it in three? Yeah. So let's make this work. And we negotiated down a, a deadline date. Mm. And I said, they quoted me a price. And I said, all right, I'm going to pay you 20% more than that. Ah. There we go. Like, I'm not going to haggle the price. I'm going to kick mm-hmm. it up a step. Yeah. And that way we're all on the same page. So I recognize that we mm. negotiated your time frame. And our day came and our day went. And I got a note saying, I'm, I got really backed up. I'm sorry. Right. And now I'm like, well, for crying out loud. Mm. <laughs> Which we tried. I'm, I'm uh. hoping. I'm hoping. The, good, the best part about canceling Curse of Straw this week it's right. an extra week for the artist to actually get all of the characters done right. and um, get it in there so we can actually show them on stream before they immediately go off to the merch store. Because hmm. I'm really looking forward to my Dagon and Irina water bottle. <laughs> um, nice. I'm really looking forward to putting Irina and Arabelle on like something. Yeah. Maybe even a yeah, t shirt yeah. because right. I like the characters and I like the way they did the artwork. Um, you did migraines.its. That is what made it a link. Um, okay. So anyway, Temple of Migraines. It's filled with wheat that causes headaches. <laughs> Le- that's legit. That's legit. Um, we do have a question, which we will get to because I don't have All the right. answer. Um, right. So we will have to look into that in just a second after we kind of, we're going to talk a little more DM stuff and then we'll take that question because it's not quite on the DM stuff. But I have All a right. question to put over here to my, my partner in crime here with our, you know, a couple of decades of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the the power creep of, of characters. So for as a case in point, one of my players in one of the games, uh, I think entirely accidentally, made a completely optimized ranger. Right. <laughs> and I, I believe that they are intentionally, you know, did not mean to like min-max the sucker, but yeah. it's... It's rough. They're mm. they're out DPSing our uh, wizard, right? Ouch. So it gets to the like strategies for having that conversation and and potential fixes. Because the last thing you, I think, the last thing you do is ramp all the monsters up because you don't want the player who didn't min max to go, oh crap. Yeah. Yeah. Poke, poke. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing my part. Poke. <laughs> poke and meanwhile you know the the next guy over is you know uh coming in with you know Stormbringer and <laughs> but what's what's more of your fix are you the um we're gonna house rule a little bit so you take uh <laughs> access no I don't okay now to be fair I do think there's a certain amount of I didn't think these abilities would end up as crazy good as they did. Right, right. Um, and that's one fix, by the way, that, that Miracle Girl suggests is like, okay, just go back and have a conversation and have less things stack. Mm. The, so, how, how I have done that, particularly in 5th edition, because I was not, re- even, though, even though I had been on a playtest team, I was still not ready for the some of the final the final rulings and stuff and it's it's the classic rooted in a level system fighters 
do the same large amount of damage all day, every day. You know, that's their their stick is damage output at a level. You know, it's a plateau for them kind of thing with the occasional crit spike. Where wizards, it's cool looking and it's boom, big lump and then very little, you know, uh, the rest of the time. Their plateau is low and their spikes are huge and, and fabulous and, and have extra stuff to it. What I like to do is I like to try to shift the spotlight or set situations so that each character can shine at what they do. Um, If it is, I've been at these tables in fifth edition and other editions, if it's a race to I can do more damage, if if it really becomes a thing at the table, I will do the math, particularly in fifth edition. It's, it's, it's having that conversation of, yes, you're doing X amount of damage, but Bill is doing just as much healing, if not more, because you keep getting your butt whooped, Mm. you know, (laughs) Bill's keeping you alive. You would never do that much damage without Bill, you know, happy Bill, the cleric, you know putting them hit points back in you yeah so it's it's all about building a team and 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 putting the parts of the team together and and making them feel like like everybody's doing something like for instance if you got the ranger and he's just blasting away i'll have you know if an npc goes down or whatever that's the moment i'll give the other character a a second to shine like you know, uh, Pavel is down. What shall you do? You are standing next to Pavel. And, you know, oh, I pull Pavel away and or I give him a healing. And you're like, you saved Pavel. The ranger did 100 points of damage against the, the roper. Fine. That's the ranger's job. You saved a character. You know, it's, it's, it's just shining the spotlight when and where you can on people because if it if you're playing with a group that's all about the numbers then then you you gotta you gotta segregate them and just make that a separate conversation away from the table at least that's how i'd do it (laughs) what's going on over there well we're we're discussing the possibility that this uh what what build for this ranger might be and that's Mm. a good fix is that idea of sharing the love Mm-hmm. Keeping everyone like having their moments to do what they're going to do. Um, I think personally, and I, I, I would have this conversation if the campaign weren't re- winding down for this current story arc. And then yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it on the back end of it, which is the do you want to respec if we mm. shift gears and no longer let these abilities stack? Mm. Like it, knowing it's not going to stack. And welcome, Game Masters Vault. We're glad to have you here live today for this podcast um knowing that we're doing that do you want to respect and take a different feat or ability at this level because if you got it just for the stack it's looking like we shouldn't be doing that Mm. um now the twist to that i also kind of feel like there's a value in knowing how to work a spreadsheet right and going down the line and going okay well I, i i jotted down your damage totals 
Mm. This is what I'm noticing is your damage per round on average. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of high. Yeah, yeah, but you you guys that's that's where it gets weird to me because you've agreed to play this game. Mm-hmm. Cuz like when we first started playing uh 5th Ed, everybody was like, "What in the hell? The fighters were just just Boom, every round and I get the two attacks and I would crossbow and I've got crossbow experts so I can fire my crossbow constantly and you know it, it just was it was just like overwhelming to them and I'm like yeah but the hit points on all the monsters are like twice what you think they are you know yes although my, my concern isn't so much your number is high I yeah. would want to see it compared to everyone else's because right. I tend to think if everyone's playing a DPS, if everyone's in, in combat, mm. everyone who's focusing on attacking rather than defending should be about the same-ish on average DP, uh, damage per round. Yeah. You know, with some, of course, occasional spikes or crits. Or, or, or damage per round or damage per combat. Because, like, mm, good point. The, dru- the druid throws out the blight spell and does 81 points of damage in a round. But the rest of the time she's hucking her, you know, her, yes. uh, her D eight fire, uh, produce flame, you know, compared to Agar, the barbarian with Stormbringer, And he's, you know, D 12 plus six, every round. <laughs> Who so. needs numbers? We have 90 feet of dark vision, observer feet to read lips and comprehend language. Mm-hmm. Universal floating <laughs> subtitles. If you add in a minor illusion, <laughs> I I dig that solution to those problems. I will have to remind my players that have like the minor illusion cantrip. They mm-hmm. can totally do that. Yeah. That would be really I, funny. I I had a character who was like the Joker and Batman mixed together and he used to just wear a blank porcelain mask and he would minor illusion every round something different on the mask like faces and things mm-hmm. or or funky designs and yeah minor illusion is it's it's uh it's a work of art that's what we go but i do think yeah and i think for me at least seeing the the damage per combat or the damage per round average mm-hmm. would be very compelling like the yeah like if someone tells me something is broken i would want to see those numbers for myself to right. go, okay, it feels broken because three times in the combat round, this person did 45 points of damage in a shot using an ability. Right. Really, how does that stack, though, compared to the, the druid who dropped Blight mm-hmm. and then produced Flame for the rest of the fight? We totaled it all up and we averaged it out and we're like, well, they're actually about the same. Well, and and I talking along those lines uh, from doing the math as we've gone along over the past six or seven years since 5e came out because in the initial 5e came out fighters no matter which style you you used and stuff you were all within one or two points of each other of doing the same amount of damage every round. Hmm. It it really, the math was, if you're a great weapon guy, if you're a two-handed guy, if you're a sword and board guy, it really it was close within a few points of, of, uh, of 
of each other. And then as we've added abilities and classes and, and had class A with class B, oh, you're a warlock paladin. Oh, you're stealing those warlock spells so yep. that you can use them for extra smites and, and, and all that kind of stuff. It, it really, it really, because it's a bound system, it's it, it, they they made it that way so that it's not ridiculous and you know you suddenly oh i've got my plus 30 hammer and i've got my you know my repeating magic missile thrower and <laughs> you know that that kind of stuff uh yeah i it it, it numbers wise it, at first it was really close to where people didn't feel that way but as we've as people have optimized it can feel very broken yeah and i i just think it's more of a, a talking to people mm-hmm. and acceptance of that than 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 trying to to i mean everybody's game is their game then try to bend it to make other people feel better i i, I think i would rather talk to them and go well what is really your job you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you know oh no and that's and that's uh-huh. fair and that's i think they that acknowledgement where um unlike an mmo where they're mm-hmm. constantly mining data to make sure mm-hmm. that things are like there's no like the, the warcraft and everybody else is always mm-hmm. mining the data to, to see if they have had an optimum build really yeah. percolate out and a lot of their nerfs and buffs are built around the idea of we don't want everyone to go online and take the same talents and the same feats and have the same weapon like you think they would on some level but at the same time they they don't want the game to be so swingy that if you don't take this talent you're more than a couple of percentage points lower on the scale and there's no way there's no way Dungeons and Dragons can possibly do the investment that yeah. those companies can do. So they have to kind of do their best, yep. do some good internal play testing, and then go, okay, well, you know, it's out there in the wild. And if it breaks at your table, it's the DM's job to go, hey, well, I know and- I said you could take those two levels of barbarian. Right. But. <laughs> can, can we maybe not? Or, or talk them into into doing something else if it's just not feeling right or i guess as a dm i would never i would never go back and 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 try to change that i would talk to players and see if the other players are having an issue with it mm-hmm. i i don't think i think if uh if i was like oh they're just kicking the crap out of my monsters i would just mod my monsters <laughs> you know i right I, you know well the would, monsters are there to die Right. Well, that, that's for the that they're cast exclusively to be to be killed. Well, and that's part of the thing too, where uh, you know when you when you when you sandbox like I do, they're like, oh, okay, they are gonna go to the rock's nest. They are not high enough level for the rock. Uh, the rock was hit by lightning a, f- a few days ago, and it's only got half the hit points it normally does. <laughs> you know, and and so like. I I would change the encounter to be feasible for them. No, 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 no. Oh, I see. Here's what you do. Um, You've mm. let's great. You have put hours into Mm. this rock encounter. 
Mm. You've got the, the 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 entrance. You've planned it all out. You found this graphic you're going to throw up. You found the right music for it. Mm. No, 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 no. You don't do that. What you do is when the party approaches the rock nest, mm. they begin hearing how the rock hasn't been sighted in a week. <laughs> right. And, and then, as they examine further, they start to see a black shape circling the mm. mountain. Mm. Because a green dragon has moved in temporarily and then they say oh okay well we can we'll fight a dragon instead and then they, you go oh no 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 you you're able while doing this other adventure you catch sight of the dragon next to a cow and realize it is an adult green dragon <laughs> that is currently like chilling at the rock nest and then maybe they give up and then a couple weeks later you pitch in the rumor that there's a green dragon sighted somewhere else in the world right. and they can go, Oh, I wonder if the rock came back. Mm. Boom. Now they're the right level for your rock encounter. <laughs> now they're ready. Now they're That's ready. Right. <laughs> unless, unless you have a party of fools that goes, well, we're still going to go kill the green dragon. We came here to kill something. And then you're like, okay. <laughs> back to the earlier situation. I, the rock and the dragon are a couple and we'll tag team the party. Ooh, ick. <laughs> all righty someone's that works that works um i Green just high five um, uh. i'm still wrapping my head around the fact first we have this oh, the the portable whole bag of holding combo that's just mean um so many good engineering <laughs> problems are solved in dungeons and dragons um, i still can't believe and, and this is like the truth i've got a dragon planned for tomorrow night with second level mm. characters there mm -hmm. aren't a lot of good cr2 dragons by the way mm. um mm. But this is the first dragon I will have had in a stream game since I started streaming D&D last November. Right. I have avoided all dragons in my Dungeons and Dragons games. Um, so I've been <laughs> playing a lot of like one page dungeons and that have just been snagging off the internet with with the uh, eldest house elf. And in the middle of this dungeon, there's a black dragon. And I made it so that I, I said, okay, as a black dragon, there's no way a single character can take on a dragon, even if, you know, even if the CR calculator says that this is a thing. So what I did was I had her in a tower and the dragon had to cling on to the tower to fight with her. And so it couldn't use its tail its wings its claws it could only bite and breath weapon at her until she got until she wounded it enough and then it was like eh, i'm a dragon i'm out of here and so it flew away and now she's had to you know follow up and chase this dragon across the world and it's it's been a reoccurring uh, uh character she's had like three adventures since then seeking that black dragon and she'll be ready to fight that black dragon the next time they meet up you know that's awesome so yeah it, it's been good yeah uh, i I've, I've received a correction there has mm. been a dragon in our can and our curse of strahd game because that was the one week before last <gasps> or the, yeah. that was the last time we played where yep. um the paladin was polymorphed into a dragon so he could fly everyone back into the castle mm -hmm. um although again to, in my defense for the statement i didn't put that dragon in there the players <laughs> did that was a player created dragon we're mm. past the hour mark so we're gonna have to get hen home oh. soonish 
Uh, right. We did have a question in chat that was a more of a general, like, hey, by the way, how would you handle this D&D thing? Sure, sure. Um, and if you have a D&D Beyond account, you will have access to this. I'll throw the link in the chat for anyone that wants to read along. The question had to do with the Arc Fae, or Warlock of the Arc Fae, and the Misty Escape ability. Now, hmm. whenever we're trying to interpret something, I the lawyer in me, and uh, and I... I will admit, I have, I'm almost done with a paralegal certificate. So this is actually how a lot of it gets done. Well, all contracts, especially. What is the plain, you start with the plain text before you discuss intention. Right. So raw, raw before uh, interpretation. Right. And the, the plain text reads, under reactions, Misty, ex Misty Escape recharges after a short or long rest. In response to taking damage... The warlock turns invisible and teleports up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space it can see. It remains invisible until the start of its next turn or until it attacks, makes a damage roll, or casts a spell. Now, so that's the invisible part's not the question, but the question was geared around the idea of a warlock that is falling. Okay. Can they stab themselves to trigger Misty Escape? and teleport to an unoccupied space. <laughs> um, no. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I only say that because it's supposed to, I, it really is. I, so I would let them do that, uh, even though it says, you know, it's the damage. I, I would say the the stress damage of the fall allows them to go blink and, and jump out of it because, you know, stabbing yourself is not an escape. You knew that was coming and you did it to yourself. So it technically wouldn't be an escape. I would let them do it, but not with the dagger stab yourself <laughs> kind of thing. Um, any, any, and this has been kind of a house rule of mine, anything that is based on an attack or damage that you are supposed to take that you do to yourself. I usually am a big poo poo no no on it because it's it's just I yeah. don't know. It's it, just well, it feels right. counter. <laughs> it feels counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. It's the it's the it's in second edition. There was a rule where um, the number of hit dice of slain creatures equal the number of skeletons you could summon, but each skeleton had its own hit die. Mm. So you could, or two, had two hit dice. So you could do things like order your skeleton army off a cliff and then raise up double the number of skeletons. Oh yeah. And you oh had, you gosh. could then end up like just repeating this ritual spell and just, so obviously there are sometimes things slip through. Uh, we have a few suggestions to allow it. One mm. being, um, what about the damage of the floor? Or dire roleplay situation, but not to avoid falling. Although I would argue the dire roleplay, the falling, falling can be really traumatic if you fall long enough. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say the lawyer in me says that the rule does not specify the damage source. Right. And therefore, if we were at a table, that was very much the letter of the contract. Right. We have to allow it. They have to take the damage. Yeah. Um, However, I would also be very uncomfortable at that table because that's not how I roll either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the intention, because they still, it's not too, not in response to, okay, 
let me rephrase. Let me start that thought over because words are hard. Mm-hmm. If it had read in response to being struck by an attack or spell, but before taking damage, right? XYZ happens. That would imply that the intention is to fully avoid damage. This is a a retreat of some kind, and it's a retreat right now of a monster, which I think follows different rules. Right. Because the monsters Our are target di- target and creature are definitely different. Yeah. I think because when I, when the question first came in chat, I thought this was tied to a um like a PC ability mm. and this being attached to a monster says to me that the intention is supposed to be um, when this guy gets hit, they're going to fall back somewhere that you can't see so they can keep doing their thing. And the short and long rest is attached so that you don't use it more than once per combat. But right. you could assume if this warlock of the Archfey, which by the way is a CR four creature mm. um, has survived the combat. It could do this again at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that it definitely uh I don't know. If it was a monster, again, I think yeah, I would let him splat on the ground. If it was a PC, I I may go, okay, here's the deal. As your legs are breaking and you're you're getting ankle hippolytus where your ankles are driven up through your hips, uh, let's say you take half damage and you are able to go poof and you know do your do your thing. I, I don't know. I would give them I would give them some options probably as a PC, but as the bad guy, no, you go splat because yeah. it's because it's an environmental situation, not an attack. Uh, situation. How about you just let them teleport and drop a piano on them? By the way, LB Hackamon, <laughs> thank you so much for coming by. Um, we are always glad to have more people join us at the table, even if we're about to head home from happy hour. Uh, my my glass is currently emptied, but uh, we are going to be going through our usual wrap up. So thank you so much for bringing your people over here. We will entertain them as best we can before we head out. Those who do not know LB Hackamon, she is an amazing content creator. Um, an amazing, dun- amazing dungeon master, of which I will take some small credit for having once been the dungeon master over at a table um, and played some really fun games with. Um, so you can you can check her stuff out. She's a player often. She's a DM often, um, and just an amazing. Let's be realistic. Just an amazing human being. So even just hanging out with her on stream, totally worth your time. Um, if you only watch one person who produces a mix of video games and D and D content. I'm, I'll, I'll own it. You should probably watch her. But if you watch two, if you watch two, come here um, at other times. And that's uh, that's a throwback to earlier. I so was it, just going to say, we're the Austin Powers of of streaming. <laughs> I, I... But they, so, so before we fully wrap up, uh, the question right. on the table was, um, and I'll re-throw the link in the chat. If you have D&D Beyond, you can follow it to get the full stat block. We're debating whether the Archfey can stab themselves to kick in their Misty, Misty Escape. And the current ruling is monsters aren't that smart. <laughs> like, I legit, like, I envision the, the, the you've, you've pushed the Archfey off this, the Warlock of the Archfey off a, off a tower, and they're falling. And the dude hired to play it goes... I remember in the contract it said, I want to stab myself and kick that in because only the actor really cares what happens. Right. Because it's a monster. 
I mean, the mm. monsters should care to be realistic. Yes, yes, yes. However, it's, yeah. they're there to keep the game going. So while we're finishing our thoughts on that, uh, great. what have you got coming up this week? I have uh, Monster Noir on Thursday over at Indoor Adventures at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I DM over there. We're playing City of Mists in my warped version of uh, a 1940s noir uh monster reality where the veil is there and seeing beyond it people are sometimes zombies or vampires and and whatnot um that's on thursday sunday 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 we're back with wild myth uh 10 ish uh eastern standard time on my channel graybeard tavern and uh i it's it's been so much fun uh the storyline is amazing and the character interactions great great game if you haven't played it pick it up on steam and then i'm back here on tuesday that uh to be uh hanging out with you our, our weekly happy hour mm -hmm. which is which is one of the best parts of the week is 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 always fun to sit down have a drink take some time away from well sometimes it's just good to go someplace that everybody knows your name and and they're always glad you came exactly so um, over here at Lantern Noir Presents, because that's where all my stuff ends up, uh, tomorrow night we are doing, I think, the penultimate episode of Valley of Plenty, which is the um, the the twist on a zombie survival game. Uh, the, the, the characters have discovered that there has been a lottery being held every year in order to push back the clouds and allow enough sunlight into the valley so that their crops would grow. Oh. And, and due to a twist of injustice, uh, some of the spirits after such a lottery did not move on and have now plagued the valley with a, a curse where they will be, be beset by zombies, but they will never run out of food. Huh. So they'll, <laughs> they'll be well fed through their hmm. final demise. <laughs> until they are food yeah mm. and it was they've they've just that at this point they've gotten that far in the story um i had a great talk with the players after i'm like well have y'all read uh shirley jackson's the lottery and everyone went no i went okay here's some required reading it was inspiration <laughs> um which is a great short story i'll never miss a chance to plug if you didn't have to read it in high school you should look it up now shirley jackson's the lottery it's a great short story um it will give you chills even today it's still relevant today um and that's wednesday night here at 7 p.m eastern time um and then my next D, D game will be curse of strahd on sunday at the same time and somewhere in there i want to just get some more xcom to playing with chat because we yeah. did that sunday night in lieu of D, D, and it was more fun than i'm allowed to have on stream um i do have to go back through my mods because i didn't realize how many clothing mods i have downloaded and it uh. takes a really long time to make a character because I have to find all, because it does a random collection of stuff. And if I just grab a random rookie, they look terrible. So I have to put them somewhere in something sensible. The XCOM fashion police are yeah. taking me out. Although um. as a general rule, it's still kind of cool looking when you mm. get to do that. Um, so if you've downloaded this as a podcast, thank you so much for the download. Please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform 
of choice. It helps people find this and other great content. Uh, you can also find more information about us on the inversegenius.com website, where we are a proud partner in the Inverse Genius Network. And if you're still searching the internet for interesting things, you can check out sweetsteam.com, one of our sponsors. And if you use the promo code uh, Steam Noir, you get 5% off your order of specialty steampunk themed chocolates, uh, which is always a good time. So thank you for listening. Uh, Graybeard, a parting thought for our podcast peoples. He's pondering. Uh yeah don't be afraid of uh don't be afraid to try dming uh it's it's always the best um to create the world just have fun with your friends and uh if it didn't work out today try again tomorrow thanks you we'll catch you next time happy hour at the old timer tavern is a proud part of the inverse genius network of content If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice. They give valuable feedback for the hosts and help others find this amazing content.